This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mamaliti. It's grilling season, and today we're talking all about what's in my toolkit. I don't know. I mean, I thought I'd share a couple of cool things that I have um, and maybe some things that might be useful to you. So let's start with what should you have in your grilling toolkit? Let's begin with a few simple grilling rules. Keep it simple. A little spice rub, a little seasoning. It goes a long way when you're grilling. A little salt and pepper on a steak may be all you need for a really good quality cut of meat. And lastly... A few gadgets never hurt. Start by choosing the grill that best suits you. So decide what type of grill you'd like to use, whether it's electric, gas, propane, even charcoal. Charcoal, that taste of charcoal um, is just unbeatable. But let me help you here. If you're uncomfortable with a flame and it's just not your thing, I recommend an electric grill. So You can set the grill temperature. It can easily be controlled on these. Begin by familiarizing yourself with the grill while it's still cool. This way you can maneuver around and get used to it before you actually fire that thing up. Or in this case, electric, plug it in. The next thing I would suggest is get yourself a digital food thermometer. Maybe one with a wide display. One that measures Fahrenheit and Celsius. And maybe one that even reads the screen for you. So a talking digital food safe thermometer is always helpful. Or perhaps maybe even one that attaches to your smartphone. That's my kind of thing. I'm honestly, I'm a a tech geek at heart. My husband and I, Frank, we personally like the Weber iGrill. So this connects via Bluetooth to an app on your phone, and it'll notify you when the desired doneness is achieved. And it's ready to take off the grill. So all you do is you stick the prongs into your meat or the item that's on the grill, close the grill, and it'll keep that that gauge going for you. It'll it'll get that temperature that you desire. Here's a little meat doneness in turtle temps that I have for you. These are guides that I go by. When you're cooking beef, if you want it rare, you want it to 120 to 125 degrees Fahrenheit. Medium rare, 125 to 135 medium 135 to 145. Medium well is where I go to well done. I'm not even going to lie. Medium well is rare, which is 145 degrees to 155 degrees Fahrenheit. And then well done is 155 degrees plus. Chicken, always you want it between 160 and 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Fish, 145 degrees Fahrenheit. Next, little gadget that I like having in my grilling toolkit is a propane level indicator or propane tank gauge. This can definitely come in handy and it can save you some headaches along the way. You know, when you're grilling and then all of a sudden you've run out of propane and you're halfway through grilling and you got to stop and go fill up the tank. So this comes in really handy. There is a brand that I came across, which is called Gas Watch. Honestly, it's not an ad. It's just one that I came across. I haven't tried it, but it has a Bluetooth-enabled device that accurately measures the level of the propane. And then it displays the percentage of that gas and the cook time remaining in that tank on your app, on your phone. And it also gives you, and it sets an alarm 
that when you're running low on propane, it'll ring your phone and then it'll notify you. So I've got that on my list to buy, but right now we've got that propane tank gauge on the actual tank that we use. Comes in very handy. Next in my toolkit, grilling utensils. This is key. You want something that's sturdy. So stainless steel tongs, they've got the most gripping power. They've got, they're most sturdy, long handled everything that I find very helpful. I'm not sizzling my hands or in this case, my husband loves grilling and um, he loves the long handled grilling tools because you can keep your distance if you want. Of course, it's hot out, grills hot, basting brush, a spatula. This all with a long handle helps you keep a safe distance from the grill and the flames. Then you want heat resistant gloves. They're handy while you're cooking, removing items from your grill. And then I came across this. It's called a double spatula tong where both sides of the tongs are the ends of a spatula. So they're flat. I love this because you can cover a lot more real estate on your food when you're picking it up. So that's one to give a try. If not, regular tongs, just get yourself something sturdy. Next in my list, a non-stick grill mat. If you're using a gas or propane grill, try using that Kukina brand, which is the Kukina reusable grill mat. Uh, You can use it for fish, turkey, chicken burgers, anything. Chicken, burgers, it prevents the food from actually sticking to the grate um, of your grill. And it prevents things like maybe fries or, you know, potato wedges from falling through. Place them directly onto the grill and then just cook it. It actually gives you that charred finish that you want. Now, you can, I've tried using the aluminum pans, but you don't get that same charred taste and that charred on your actual food as the Kukina. My husband loves this one. Smoker box. Smoker box, we don't use it often, but when we do, um, to give that smoky taste. So, If you want that smoky taste, but you don't have a smoker or the time to smoke your meat, just use the smoker box. So soak some of your favorite wood chips, fill it in the smoker box, and then pop it right on top of your gas grill and let that go. It'll it'll just flavor everything. One thing I always, always, always suggest to have handy and part of your toolkit, this probably should have been number one, which is a spray bottle. Fill it with water and then it's there so you can quickly squirt and squirt out any flames that are flare-ups that happen because we all know that can happen on a grill very quickly. So here's a question that I've been asked frequently. What do you recommend to try grilling on the barbecue this summer? So let's think outside the box a little bit. A lot of people think you have to have a pizza oven to make pizza. Uh-uh. Turn your outdoor grill into a pizza oven. Just use a high-heat nonstick perforated pizza pan. That's the easiest way to go. And that you want the pan to be able to withstand temps greater than 600 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you've got a bit more grill space, you can also try it like a pizza stone. This brings you even closer to a true brick oven style pizza. But if you don't have that, use the pan. It's perfect. It works out beautifully every single time. For the pizza, you want your barbecue temperature should be at about 550 degrees Fahrenheit or 600. And set it up so the pizza is over the direct heat. Brush the dough with some olive oil and cook it for about three minutes with the lid off or one to two minutes with the lid down. I like to do that a little bit just to kind of crisp up the dough and then I place my ingredients on top, cook it up for another minute. It is 
delicious with that melted cheese. Mm. Oh, God, now I want pizza. Next, try grilling up some fruit, some peaches, pear, figs. Figs, they release such a sweetness and they kind of get this caramelization to them when they're on the grill. Pineapple, pineapple, many have done. Peaches. So if you're doing peaches, prepare your grill with medium heat. And then you should be able to hold your hand directly above it, about an inch over the cooking grate before pulling it away. That's a great way to test the temperature. Cut the peaches in half and pit them. Lightly brush the peaches with about high temp oil, maybe grapeseed, canola, um, you want avocado oil, something high temp. Place the cut side down of the peach onto the grill and cook that on medium heat for about four to five minutes. Flip it, cook it a little until it's tender. For an additional, I want to say three minutes, probably not even. You don't want to get this grilled longer than eight minutes. You want to get the peaches grilled up under that eight minute mark. Remove it from the grill, drizzle a little honey over top or sprinkle with some sugar and cinnamon. Unbelievable. Quick, easy and delicious dessert. Seasoned corn on the cob. Husk your corn and remove the silks and everything from it. Brush butter over top and then sprinkle with some spices, either some occasion mix, cayenne, a little chili and lime. Delicious. Try one of them, not all three, because you're going to get like a flavor burst and, and flavor and competing flavors. Try one. And then I want you to wrap foil wrap all around that corn. Place it on the grill and then cook for maybe about 10 to 12 minutes. Remove from the foil wrap, sprinkle with some salt, squeeze a wedge of lime over top. Incredible. You get some nice flavorful, flavorful corn. Fish foil packs. Let's do some salmon and asparagus. Toss the asparagus in a little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper. Lay them on top of a large sheet of aluminum foil. Put your salmon on top of that. Sprinkle your favorite seasoning over the salmon. Seal that up and then place it on the grill and cook for about 10 to 15 minutes on indirect heat. You want to keep this away from the flames. Get some vegetables, some potatoes. Invest in a grill basket. Toss those up. Put them on your coquina. Just experiment. And in this episode, I want to share a recipe. It's along the lines of that grilled peaches recipe. I absolutely love this. It's a great dessert. It's a great snack. Um, Serve it to some friends. They'll love you for it. Grilled peaches with mascarpone cream. Ingredients that you will need. Half a teaspoon of sugar. Quarter teaspoon cinnamon. Pinch of cloves. Pinch of allspice. Two peaches halved and pitted. For the mascarpone cream, quarter cup Greek yogurt. Quarter cup mascarpone cheese. One teaspoon honey. One teaspoon sugar. Quarter teaspoon cinnamon. Pinch of nutmeg. And one teaspoon vanilla extract. Mix all the ingredients together for the mascarpone cream and set that aside. Grill up your peaches and then top them with some mascarpone cream. Amazing. Thanks again for listening in. I hope that you enjoy these tips and make it your best grilling season ever. And today's kitchen confession is brought to you by Best Before Dates. Guys, I can't stress enough. Check the Best Before Date, the expiry dates on everything you use. Because turns out that I went ahead and I made this wonderful, wonderful rice dish. It was 
honestly, I'm not even hyping this jazz up. It was to die for. The 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 ingredients were mouthwatering, drool-worthy. And the finishing touch was to let it simmer a little bit with some chicken stock. I didn't have any of my own. So I grabbed one of the boxes that I had, poured that in, and let that simmer until it reduced and all the flavors start melding together. If I tell you the flavors that were floating around, the scents that were floating around in my house were phenomenal to the point where my husband's like, okay, so when are we eating? I take it off the heat, get ready to serve. I don't know what made me look over at the empty box of uh, chicken stock. And I thought, oh, I got to toss this out. As I pick it up, thankfully, I had my glasses on and I could see an expiry date, but it just, it wasn't clear to me. Y'all know my eyes. So I leaned over to Frank and I said, Frank, can you read this expiry date? Yeah, turns out this had already expired well, well before. And I had no flying clue. And uh, needless to say, the whole dish went into the garbage because it was not, it was unedible. You could not eat it unless we wanted to get sick that night. So we ordered a pizza. That's my kitchen confession. And I hope you all have fun and a safe grilling season. It's that time we've reached the end of another show. Be sure to visit kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. I'd like to thank producer and editor Matt Agnew. And I'm Mary Mamaliti. See you at the next episode. 